Hello, welcome to Fave This. This is a podcast about internet culture and fandom and video games. I am Gita Jackson and I'm joined by Patricia Hernandez. Hey, how's it going? It's going really good. Gita, I have a question for you. How do you feel about cardboard? I, you know, I always feel like I need more cardboard, honestly. That's not even a joke. I always look at like, whenever I look at the things that I own, I think about them in terms of how many boxes would it take to pack this all away. Okay, okay. More boxes than I have at all times. Yeah, so this week we want to talk a little bit about the Nintendo. How do you pronounce it? Labo? It's Labo. Labo. Don't. Don't even don't make don't me say what Labo sounds like because <laughs> you know oh, you know man. what it sounds like and I don't want to say it. Labo. So, do you want to tell people what this is in case somehow they miss the big news? Oh my God! So Nintendo Labo is this uh, new Nintendo project that looks really cool. It's sort of a uh, a tinkerer maker toy for for kids and pro- presumably for classrooms where you get a cardboard kit and you can uh, cut it out into shapes. And uh, you can make it into different objects like a fishing pole or um, a little piano at its most extravagant, like a robot box. Mm -hmm. And um, you can use those to play games uh, with a Nintendo Switch. And it all looks amazing. And it like kind of teaches you like, I guess, is it robotics technically? Or like, what is it that it, I guess I'm not entirely clear, but it has some educational, it tells you how the thing works. Like once, once you build it. So it will... One of the things they showed in the little trailer they did was they took a part, they would show the things working. They would show a kid wearing the robot suit and it would show it working. Mm-hmm. But then they take the back off and see like, okay, now this has strings with pulleys on it. Mm-hmm. So that's how you figure out how to make this whole contraption actually work. Mm-hmm. So you're learning a little bit about physics and geometry and, you know, construction, like just engineering, general engineering tools. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a toy, a kind of toy that's very popular with... Uh, Middle school, high school age, uh, te- you know, classes, teachers. I know my um, my old friend Sam, who was on the podcast with me, went by, went back in Chicago uh, with this guy named Patrick Klebeck. I don't know if you've heard uh, of him. I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, he was, uh, worked at an after-school program, and he was always trying to get in 3D printers and, like, uh, different kind of tech tools, like Raspberry Pis, so he could teach kids about STEM by allowing them to create things. So these mm-hmm. like maker tools are things that are very popular, um, and it's very smart for Nintendo get to get into this market. Um, yeah, so we're not usually too newsy, but I think there's an interesting fan aspect to this because before they showed it off, there was kind of like a, a teaser announcement where they were like, and now... I'm paraphrasing, but it was like something like, and now for something completely new for like the for kids and the young of, at heart or something like that. Yeah, and of course, like even it, it was kind of to temper expectations, right? Like I feel like normal people read this as like they're going to announce something for kids, but of course I feel like there's this like this cluster of Nintendo hopefuls or like diehards or just very very desperate fans yeah. who are always kind of hanging around for like 
one of three announcements and it's like yeah. it's usually Metroid but Metroid was actually an announced so <laughs> those guys can rest for they can slumber for another <laughs> decade they're okay uh, or it's mother three fans uh, yeah. who are always just like when is it coming when is it coming when you bring it over and then of course I think the big ones are always sma- the Smash people that are like when is this version of Smash coming out yeah. are we getting a Smash port are we getting a new Smash Bros yeah. and just I just saw this weird discourse where like people were making all these elaborate theories as to why it had to be smash bros and you're just sitting there like but you do this for every every time can't have convincing reasons why it's smash bros but okay sure this one's gonna be smash bros yeah and of course then they showed it off and i think almost everyone reacted with just a little like just initial confusion yeah like i remember watching the trailer and i was like is this gonna is this like the intro to the kanye west song with like the one (laughs) piano note yeah is this runaway but for babies yeah um, <laughs> i remember like i was working late so i didn't actually catch it live but i was look i had one one eye on our slack and like the general reaction from everyone was lmao up what the fuck <laughs> 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 just like bewilderment was the initial response to it but um afterward after if you want to really take a look at what it is it's fucking awesome I yeah wanna, it's just fucking real cool <laughs> And I know, you know, some people have this reaction of kind of like, well, there are other companies who have been doing this in the kids sector for a while. Like, yeah. I think Paul used to work with some people who apparently made something very similar to this. But I think, you know, because it's Nintendo and because they're integrating it with like their video games and because the Switch is so hot, and because also they're just so good at like making toys, like so many of their games can, can kind of be described as like little like toy boxes or yeah. playhouses you look at things like uh the toad game that's like it kind of looks like you're you're manipulating this little toy or even just mario odyssey kind of feels like you're yeah. interacting with like this larger toy yeah i mean what really struck me once i was in the middle of watching the trailer was um the the actual paper craft you're doing is so similar to the virtual paper craft and yarn craft that you do in the, like the Yoshi and Kirby games. Yeah, I guess, you know what? I hadn't even considered that for a long time now. Nintendo's been very like invested in kind of physical things. Like you, you have all these Yoshi and Kirby games that are like, here's some yarn, here's yeah. some clay. Like The new Yoshi game, they have the same thing where you you can play the front side of the stage that is like a paper craft stage, mm-hmm. and then you can play the back side of the stage, which shows you all the pulleys and levers, how it, you know, how yeah, it all and, works. And I can't remember exactly which franchise it was, but it might have been Kirby where they kind of had this developer diary and they showed you like they actually built this. Yeah. Like the developers actually paid around with toy and, you know, I've, I'm, like, not a game designer or anything, but a lot of the good ones that I've met always talk about, like, actually make, like, before the process of making anything digitally, they usually, like, you know, cut out little pieces of cardboard and whatever and paper and they, like, they prototype physically. So it's I think it's very easy to, like, forget that a lot of video games have this kind of core that's, like, not digital. Well, I mean, also Nintendo is still a children's company. Like, it's mm-hmm. a company for... They make toys. Like, this is like this kind of thing. I I really like Star Wars, obviously. I really like a lot of things that are, quote-unquote, for children. I watch cartoons, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I remember uh, 
like two of my friends, we were going out to dinner or something, and they were like having a long conversation about Star Wars, and it was keeping me from going out with them. Mm-hmm. So what I said is, Star Wars is a movie for children, mm-hmm. which is I know like sacrilegious, mm-hmm. but once you when you look at what Nintendo does, they make things for kids, and kids love making shit out of cardboard. It's this is like kind of a no brainer. And it's really interesting to see how that brings up tensions because, you again, you look at a game like Smash Bros. And mm-hmm. it's like they're not trying to make a fighting game for adults. Yeah. They're not. Like it's, that's there's a yeah. reason that there are so many items and it's so silly and whatever. But and, and yet. That's the I, reason why the stages are so random and yeah. like it can get so slanted. Like it's a party game that somehow accidentally there is an actual fighting game community surrounding it, you know. I just think it's easy to lose sight of that because, you know, uh, a good game will appeal very easily to both kids and adults, but also adults take their fandom like very seriously, yeah. and that's kind of how things go out of whack with uh, Nintendo fandom in particular, I, I find anyway. But, uh, you know, okay, so there were people who reacted to this just kind of like psyched that they were they were like, yeah, I'm going to quote unquote buy copies of this for my kid, and they don't have a yeah, kid, and, yeah. you know, they're being like, just like, licking their lips, being like, I wonder how much I can scalp this for, or, like, I'm excited for it, but it's not because I actually want to play with it. It's more that I know that the internet is really crafty, and I want to see what they build. Because there's also, like, of course, there's additional peripherals that are coming out with their packs of cardboard. I looked up how much they cost today. Do you want to get depressed really fast? Maybe. (laughs) It's like, so, it's... They're very complicated sets, and, you know, there's a lot of parts to them, but, like, you can get half the cardboard sets. One of them is $70, and the other one is $80. Oh, of course, So yeah. it's, like, they're, like, five or six in those packs, but they're, like, really expensive. Right, and I think this was part of why some people were ridiculing it, too, because they were, like, are you really about to pay Nintendo, like, $80 for a bunch of cardboard? And, of course, yeah. it's not just cardboard, yeah. but you can kind of see that argument of, like, is this seriously what everyone's getting hyped about right now yeah i mean but like okay the other but it's not it's not just cardboard in a lot of ways number one like it's all those pieces of cardboard come to the new game um and also like the things that they were showing in the trailer at least were uh different ways to customize your little your little labo guys so Mm -hmm. markers and tape like washi tape is the one thing i was really excited for they have like if they ever do branded game branded washi tape i'm just like that's it for me yeah <laughs> like, I, I'm I won't buy the cardboard but i will buy the washi tape just to use in oh in God. other stuff like I... animal crossing pattern like you know kind oh my of the God. 3ds that has that pattern oh with my animal God. Crossing. i really I want buy that. that i'd buy that enough and you know it'd be like 19.99 for like one I'd roll fucking buy. <laughs> i mean there must be something about the animal crossing fandom because like the games are a lot about you can play it however you want but i feel like the way that you're quote unquote supposed to play it is by collecting items. Like it's a very like yeah. you, I have all these things that I put in my house and then I build my house to be bigger so I can put more smaller things. So it's a very yeah. like I'm collecting things, uh, the game. And even outside of the house, like you're collecting you the gotta fill the museum. Yeah. Yeah. You're that so kind then of thing. I think they know that the fandom likes doing that because you look at the way that they sell things outside of the game and it's yeah. like collect the cards each of your villagers and says yep. so yeah they yeah. they know how what people want they know that it's animal crossing fans of every you know, single villager and you should collect all of them
and like Animal Crossing isn't one of their biggest franchises. It's not, but the fans that they do have are very Devoted. consumerist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry this sounds so clinical, but it's like they're more I feel like they're more likely to buy a thing, an Animal yeah, Crossing we'll, thing. Yeah. We'll buy shit. It's a thing cuz like it was because it's a smaller fandom like anytime they throw us something we're just like please more yeah please please more. <laughs> give me more things yeah. yeah we berate tom nook but we're we're secretly love him <sighs> he's it's, it's like our a metaphor for our relationship capitalist. with nintendo <laughs> that's basically it yeah <laughs> god just gouge you for a slightly larger house um but i mean it's the thing about nintendo though the thing that makes labo look so fast like so cool for me is that they are so slick in their execution. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to come out and be half baked. It's going to you are going to make a robot suit, and at least for one day, you're going to wear it and feel like you are fighting in a robot suit. Yeah, and you know what? So I don't know how much of it comes down to branding because, like, they I feel like their marketing department really has it this year. Where yeah. you look at something like the Switch and the the, the snap, the snap is, noise immediately became iconic, yeah. and like all of the imagery associated with the switch, like the red that they use or whatever, yeah. was really good. And the little square with the dots in it, yeah, that yeah. Little logo. And then I think the same thing happened with this, where the way in which they unveiled it had a lot to do with like the music and like the visuals. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if I, if we watched that trailer with different music, if everyone would have been as hyped. Tim Rogers, what it is. get on the case. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have these people who are excited, who want to build stuff, but then you also just kind of have people who are like pissed and mad that they're that Nintendo isn't making a a thing for them. Well, okay, I think about this a lot. Um, in terms of in the world of video game fandom, mm-hmm. we actually inhabit a very very small part of it. Mm-hmm. The most of the world that plays games, they have one console and they only ever get one game. Mm-hmm. They're the people that buy an Xbox and get FIFA. Battlefield, FIFA or Battlefield. Do, do they get the one game? Yeah. Like they get Madden and that's it. Or uh, Sims fans, they all always just get The Sims. They don't really play any other games. People who sort of explore a lot of different genres of games and sort of are, embody, like our gamers, call themselves gamers maybe, or um, even just uh, our are into talking about the business practices of Nintendo. It's a very small part of the, mm-hmm. of the population. And, like, obviously this is relative, right? Yeah. Like, that still might mean millions of people, but in, like, the larger scheme yeah. of, like, all the people who so play video games. So in terms of, very, again, very cynically, in terms of who could possibly be Nintendo's consumer base, mm-hmm. they would rather have all children across the world than... Mm-hmm. People who really want Super Smash. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will go to buy Super Smash as well. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean that Super Smash isn't important to them. It's just that there's more children in the world than Super Smash Brothers fans. Yeah, and I, I think you see this in just their general philosophy right now, which is, you know, during the GameCube era, they chased a lot of what Microsoft and Sony are chasing right now, which is, like, more power, more graphics, and that's what the GameCube was. It was, like, their attempt at making a powerful console, and then, obviously, that didn't work. And then they made the Wii, and it was, like, more just broader, broader general audience stuff. And I think with the uh, Switch, they kind of had a similar thinking where it's, like, okay, so we know we have a baseline level of power that we can use to make great games but we don't have to keep chasing this like ideal of like realistic graphics yeah. like i'll be honest i look at something like the the 
the PS4 Pro or the uh, the new Xbox One that is uh, 4K compatible. And I'm just like, I know that there is a difference, but I feel like I have to squint to see the like yeah. different. Like it's just such. Yeah. And but then you look at something like N- Nintendo and they're like we're not going to try to give you a, a a more realistic rendering of like grass in The Legend of Zelda. We're going to give you cardboard because we know it's more powerful for us to engage with your sense of play than it is with your with the like your sense of like realism, immersion or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I think um a big part of Nintendo's like game design philosophy is about play, especially if you look at the sort of the Nintendo IP games that have come out for the Switch. Um, so the Zelda is really just giving you a giant a toy box, like you said earlier, and allowing you to create your own sort of gameplay missions within it. It's their take on an open world game, but mm-hmm. it's a way less directed than an open world game. It's like playing make-believe. Mm-hmm. And Super Mario Odyssey feels like the same way to me. You're supposed to do something in each level and you know you have sort of this guided platforming but it really rewards you for going off that beaten path and playing around with the different mechanics as you learn them yeah it's like so much of the design comes down to it kind of feels like someone at nintendo sat down and was like how is someone going to fuck around in this level like what are the like weird things that they're going to try to do and then they like build for it whereas i feel like you look at a just pick any modern AAA game for uh, the PS4 or the Xbox, and like it's more likely that the developer would be like, "We spent weeks recreating the mountains of in Brazil, so you can <laughs> murder all the whatever." And yeah. It's just like, well, okay, I, that's impressive. We put There's a motion a- rig on a goat, so our yeah. goats are more realistic. <laughs> oh man, we. Uh, do you think Kojima like? Did something special to like capture the horses shitting? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. How could he not? Advanced telemetry, f- photography. Yeah, <laughs> a horse shit. A thousand cameras to just capture the way the ass clenches. To- He called in Laura Bailey. Oh my god! <laughs> to voice the horse shitting. Jesus. Yeah, it's but Nintendo. I feel like and or or like you'd look at something like um, God. I'm trying to remember the last time I accidentally ran into something in like Zelda or Mario. But it's happened. Like I was just okay one time in Zelda. I was like sincerely just trying to get away from a lightning storm that was kicking my ass. Like mm-hmm. it was destroying me, and I was like <laughs> in like I was about to die, and then the lightning hit a particular part and I saw of the mountain I was on and I saw rocks fall down and I was like oh shit and there was a shrine in there oh and I had just gotten you know I I had won the shrine while I was running away from a lightning storm was that how you're supposed like what I don't know if that was how you were supposed to do it but that's how I fucking did it nice nice and I just feel like you know a lot of games um accidentally winning a shrine is not something that they would accept you Mm -hmm. know 
I, this has been talked to death about this game, but I think it's like a good example of the sort of the the ethos that the Switch has brought forth, which really makes sense with something like the Labo. I feel like Labo is going to run into this problem where maybe customization is not as possible as people want it to be, because mm-hmm. they have to these machines have to work in specific ways in order right. to work with the games. But I feel like. There's a lot of really creative people on the internet. and They'll people, find a way. They'll find a way. There's a lot of engineers on the internet mm-hmm. that have access to Twitter accounts. And especially because, you know, because this is already a thing, I think people already kind of know how to fool around with cardboard. I have no doubt that people are going to build, like, even more elaborate robots, and it's just going to be absurd. It's going to be amazing. And if, even if they don't, just see, just knowing how crafty people are and how just artful people are, I'm sure people are going to be, like, painting their yeah. their stuff in, like, Who's really elaborate ways. Who's going to be the first ways? person that makes the, Devo, the Diva uh, Nintendo Labo ro- robot suit? <laughs> that's, oh, my God. That's yeah, going to be amazing. Just, it's going to be the, just the modding scene is going to be out of this out yeah. of this world. Because um, they're, they're already modding, like, you know, you, you look at the Switch and people are doing all sorts of things with the Joy-Con. Oh, the Joy-Con course. mods are out of control. I've been thinking about getting a second pair with the clear purple uh, Game oh. Boy ones. Can you just buy them? Or you can like just a... buy them. People oh, okay. figured out what th- goes inside a Joy-Con and they started just making them on their own. I think uh, it's actually not that difficult to put them together. Yeah, I, I think Fahey, Fahey did one, yeah. 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 Um, and he only messed up one part. <laughs> <laughs> he said he screwed up his shoulder button, but he said it was like not that difficult to do at all. So um, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, so I, I kind of predict that the Labo is going to like immediately sell out, kind of just in the way that a lot of Nintendo things do immediately. Like it's going to be hard yeah. to get one. I might and as well pre-order my $60 box of cardboard. Right yeah. now, so and the thing that makes me think this, aside from the fact that it was that people reacted to it largely well on the internet, at least in my corner of the internet, was that I was at a bar uh, last weekend with like a group of women who are like not nerdy. They're like all jocks who like love talking about football <laughs> primarily and like soccer. And we were just like I can't remember what we were talking about, but it, like again to stress, these are like not nerdy people. But then suddenly someone was like, did you see the Labo? And then they, like, were just bringing up the, like, trailer and being like, I'm so excited to, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, wow, I've never heard you guys talk about anything technology-related, but, like, here you are. You thought you escaped. Yeah, I didn't even bring this up. And they were just, like, thrilled about it. And they were like, I can't wait to build a little piano. And, of course, there were a couple of people who were like, isn't that just cardboard? But, like, the majority of the table was like, I can't wait for this. I think everybody likes to build things. I think that that... It's just something so satisfying is to start a project and finish it. It's just way more legible than like yeah. you know you, you give someone a controller they're they're gonna have trouble like figuring out how to walk and like look in the right direction yep. but like they can understand the cardboard builds house yeah. the cardboard is in a house shape <laughs> you know see that that's a little man <laughs> with the Joy-Con on him yeah 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 you know they they understand this is a fishing pole they they even understand you know this tab tab a goes into slot b mm-hmm. like that's something that most people can get, although building furniture has taught me that I know a lot less about the construction <laughs> of objects than I think I every do. <laughs> time I have to build a piece of furniture, God. I just marvel at like how anyone thought of like how to put things together and like what the oh, God, what always gets me um Drawers on rollers, man. Once you see rollers, whatever you're going to build is going to take at least four hours longer. (laughs) 
It just will, because you're going to put on one, at least one set of rollers backwards. Oh, God. Then you're not going to know which set it is. I wonder if Nintendo has actually created, like, all these elaborate Labo, and we've, we're only seeing the, like, the less hardcore of them, and then they're going to start unveiling, like, here's the, I don't know. Here's a I, fucking airplane. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would, I would love to see them continue to come out with, like, tier two labo mm-hmm. um because i definitely like the sort of little toys i'm gonna get the piano like that's just a foregone conclusion at this point i am going to get and build that piano it looks way too dope mm-hmm. um it'll great i mean just think table. about it yeah if you just put it uh, like somewhere in your house someone's gonna come over and be like this is hey, a cover- what's that yeah that would be a really good move if you need a move with a date i feel like <laughs> <laughs> just oh, put it yeah. somewhere that they're absolutely going to see it and like memorize a song beforehand just oh yeah be like, definitely i built that let me play you a song <laughs> oh yeah totally <laughs> the beginning of runaway <laughs> <laughs> yeah just start playing the one note over and over again i love kanye west like oh did you hear they named their daughter chicago west oh i didn't know it was a girl okay um, i thought it was is it yeah it's a girl i don't know i just yeah didn't look yeah it up. oh because yesterday um i saw this great tweet that was like someone uh was saying I tried to criticize the name Chicago West as if my name is not Dallas. And someone had <laughs> quote tweeted that and was like, yeah, my mom tried the same thing. My name's Denver. <laughs> I've actually never heard that name for a person. Denver's like not a bad name. Hmm. Well, Denver was named after a person. Last name, though. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah I've never heard Denver as a first name. I don't it's kind of, I kind of like it. I'm kind of, shout outs to you, Denver. But yeah, in the in the replies to that, someone was saying Chicago sounds more like a boy's name. Like words are made up. Yeah, whatever. Names man. aren't real. Shut up. Celebrities name their thing their things. Their kids like things like Apple. Oh my you god. Know. Ugh, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> what a lady. I mean, uh, Apple's not not a terrible Apple's name, but cute. it's a very white name. But yeah, yeah, Apple's at least like a really cute name. Yeah. That as an adult, like if she has to go into if she's gonna be a lawyer, she's gonna have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> your attorney apple paltrow <laughs> oh. it's gonna be rough but i yeah. i think uh it, it at least is a name that like is a word that you people can immediately Understand. say and yeah. spell uh chicago i think is a really good name because the nickname is shy it's just it's so cute yeah oh shit yeah it's just it's it's cute whatever no, it's also kanye like what are their other kids names? northwest northwest yeah and what is it king or something it was a royalty related name hmm. but yeah they, they just have great names they do know. northwest see is adorable she seems like a great girl uh, i love seeing i think it's is it her the one that like they the paparazzi have taken pictures and she's just kind of like scowling like yeah, she was too. coming back from her ballet class and she was scowling <laughs> and had her hand over her face and said like, no pictures please <laughs> Oh, she got man. it from daddy. Do you think she's going to get a labo? Absolutely. Kanye, Kanye loves games. Yeah, man. What if he like ports his uh his game to the to labo? I'm still here for that Donda West game. You yeah, know, where is it? I want it. I want it on the Switch. Maybe. I feel like it's probably done, but he's just like the world isn't ready for this. Yeah, is is my guess. What, well, who that's. Knows? That's usually the world isn't ready. A lot of people made fun of it, and actually that made me really upset because it was not that long after Donda had died. His his mother had died. I think people are just like primed to make fun of anything he does, even if it's still going to buy his fucking records. Yeah. (laughs) Like, sorry. You can make fun of his shoes. You can make fun of his clothing lines. God, Lord knows I have. But he's 
not even as eccentric as a lot of other really famous white people. He's not so. really like eccentric. Yeah. It's just he, he is, actually says what he feels. Yeah. He is talented and he's not pretending he's not talented. And mm-hmm. I know that throws people off. He's not as talented as he thinks that he is, but his brand of narcissism is not as extreme as people think it is. Mm-hmm. He's not hurting anybody. He just has an inflated sense he of self-worth. He just wants you to recognize that he's dope. Yeah. That's all. And you know, a lot of time he is dope. He seems dope. He seems like a nice guy. I really liked the one thing that when he, someone was asking him, like, falling in love with Kim, like, what was that like? And he was like, you know, here I am, this guy, don't have a mother anymore. And I meet this woman whose family is really important to her, clearly, and who's doing her own things, making her own money, uh, clearly has her life together. And of course, you're like, in the situation that I was, that's going to appeal to me. And like a very adult, mature way of like mm. looking at their relationship. I think people, you know, people misjudge him. I don't want to be like a stan because I know that he has done some fucked up. I'm a little bit of a stan though. (laughs) I know he's done some fucked up shit. Like I I think that line about I think me and Taylor might still have sex is actually really funny. Although I know it's very mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I think people took that too seriously. I feel like he wrote it with the intent to provoke. And that's exactly what it did. 100%. Which is why he called her to tell her about it. Right, because like... I don't think he wrote that seriously thinking they're actually going to sleep with each other. Well, it's the the bombastic idea. It's the irony. Well, it's this thing like we don't give black artists a chance to employ the same sort of literary techniques that we allow white artists. So mm-hmm. Nick Cave is an Australian singer-songwriter. He's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I love him. He has an album called Murder Ballads that is all just different murder ballads, some original, some covers. He has a great one with uh, Kali Minogue. They dated for a while. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember just when Tyler, the creator, was up and coming, people got so fucking fucked up about him. His homophobia, which granted, you know, that's fine. Please get fucked up about homophobia. <laughs> but like they were like talking about the violent imagery in his songs. And I was like, so many songs are about murder. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so many songs are about murder. It looked like a very famous... Rolling Stone song is about raping a black slave. Oh, Jesus. Brown sugar. That's what it's about. Mm. And it's like, that's like, if you get freaked out at a 16 year old employing the same literary techniques as, you know, your average beat novel, then I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, these people are actually intentional, intelligent enough to be doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Kanye in that line is like, he was intentionally trying to provoke, but also was sort of, it's an ironic line, you know? What he's saying is, even after everything, even after I fucked everything up and made a fool out of myself, I think she still hit it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a joke. Allow a man to make a joke. Yeah. They just... Anyway, we were talking about Nintendo Labo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So someone asked us uh, what games we think should have Labo functionality or, like, if we were to design a, a, a Labo thing for a, a game, what would it fishing be? Fishing mini game in Zelda with a Labo. Oh, yeah, and I guess they already have the uh, the fishing mini rod. What else? That would be so good. Um, And then, let's see. If they ever brought Animal Crossing to Switch... Which yeah, they that, should. You, that's so, okay. So that's what I was wondering if what the house is going to be for somehow. Oh like, I man, just, I you should it's... be able to use it for decorating. You should be able to like build like things that like little pieces of cardboard like that are. This is bed. 
Because they already do the top-down grid decorating. Or even just like if you paint it red that it should be able to tell it's red and then your game Yeah, becomes... that would be really cool. Or you can make custom wallpaper mm. by... Oh, by, yeah. Because yeah. they already have the thing where you can like draw on the... 3ds or whatever and yeah then it comes up in the game yeah man that would be that would be so I just, so many possibilities just opened up in my brain <laughs> uh what else what else god um let's see i definitely there's got to be some ways to find new new moons using labo i just the only thing that comes to my mind is uh nintendo dogs or nintendo cats and i was thinking about this because my cats absolutely loved tearing the shit out of cardboard. Like, I literally cannot open a box without my cats coming over and starting to bite the cardboard. Oh, my God. So I'm just like, all right, just make me a Labo scratching post. <laughs> that would be so much fun. That would be amazing if, like, they... Because cats also love uh, screens. They love to oh, look yeah. at things that are on screens. So if there was, like, a scratching post game where they could, like, they could, like play with something... I'm Cats would get it. Cats are smart. Cats are pretty smart. <laughs> I was just thinking about all the times I've watched cats accidentally fall off things, but oh you know, my God. They're, yeah, they're good. They're, they're not very great, uh, graceful sometimes, but you know, they're good. Um, what else? All right, let's go through their their big games. Uh, so Mario, Mario. What? There's got to be a new way to possess something using the labo, right? There's got to be. Well, yeah. What if you have like the cappy and you like throw it on objects in your house? What if it's like yeah, there's like an object in your not in your house, but like there's a an object in the game that is actually you control by controlling the labo in your house. Or they had something too where one of the house things had something you could press on and then it kind of like jumps. So I wonder if it's like a, you can kind of like control Mario of like make him jump with the physics of the yeah, of the thing. That would be maybe. cool. It would be cool if they did the Mario Maker on switch with labo oh stuff. shit yeah and you build the the levels in in real life yeah that like, would be really cool like you have a set of like here's the the bricks and here's the hi- the yeah. hills in the background and the clouds yeah. and here's a cannon and yeah. you know here's uh, a goomba and you know just put them in an order and the labo will figure out and put it on the screen and then mm-hmm. you can play it that would be really cool you yeah that would be really fun for kids too because then they could understand how level design works like mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. touching it because i know abstractly it can be difficult for children to understand how this is a, it has a relationship to the, like one object has a relationship to another object but when mm-hmm. you can touch it it makes it much more clear for them to be like oh um if he jumps on a slightly high platform he, got, he can jump off of that to a higher platform mm-hmm. um what about kirby i didn't ever play much kirby I'm sorry. Any things for Kirby to eat? Hmm. Yeah, I've been playing. I feel like I should ask Steven this yeah. question because he's a big Kirby fan. He's he's the which number I one wouldn't Kirby have fan. Gu- yeah, which I would not have guessed. <gasps> Steven uh. is just full of surprises. <laughs> um, uh, what let's else? See. Yoshi. Let's see. Uh, that's another platforming thing, really. But and the basically the Nintendo Labo for Yoshi is the new Yoshi game. Yeah. So yeah. There's that. Zelda, I'm always, I just like, I think, I feel like a fishing mini game with the Labo fishing rod would be unstoppable in Zelda. Or even just like a lot of physics things. I feel like there must be something that they can build where it's like, you fuck with this in real life and then if the physics of the game go wild and just, because yeah. you know how there's like, you can build contraptions where it's like, 
now you have like an airship and a, I feel like they could probably find a way to make it so that, you know, or like what if uh, instead of putting on the robot, you're putting on like a divine beast and you like control the divine beast somehow. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be really cool with a robot suit. That would own. If it was like a mecha divine beast where or, they all combine. Or what if, because you know how some of them are like really elaborate. What if you're like interacting with a physical shrine oh wow like uh you know uh, because everyone hated those uh mini golf shrines mm -hmm. what if it was like using the same kind of gyrometer stuff but it was something that you had made in the labo so mm -hmm. it was a little bit easier to control. control yeah so luke posted this thing i don't know what it's called but it's like it's kind of like basically like a zelda shrine and you like get a little uh sphere to just like go through this like mini mario themed theme park and i feel wow. like they could do the same thing with a with a zelda shrine where you're just like control trying to get like a little sphere to from point a to point b which is basically what some of the gyroscope things yeah. in the in the that would be really cool that would be really cool if there was a labo shrine basically mm -hmm. that would be fucking dope i just like every time i think about something cool they could make with the labo i it's the possibilities are endless I and mean, we haven't even seen the real thing and i like already just the the piano, I just keep thinking about it and just blows my mind because it's not like it's a, a, it's not like it's, it's a complicated instrument, the piano. It's complicated to construct. Mm -hmm. It's only, it's only giving you a portion, like just about one scale of, of notes to play, but it still means you have to build all the keys and has the minor and major keys. And it's, it's blows my mind that they made that all work and that I can just make that. And that's yeah. kind of magical. Nintendo, how do they do it? I mean, yeah, I think I think that's always that's the goal kind of with Nintendo. Thing, magical, yeah, yeah. To, to to transport you, and it's and the fact that they can do it regardless of like what they're using, whether yeah. that's clay or cardboard or some digital like landscape, is yeah. really a testament to just their artistry. Well, it's if you set out just to make a really a really good toy, I think it actually guides you your sort of vision in a it, it can, gives you constraints mm -hmm. basically a lot of the time when i look at s certain games that are really you know acclaimed or technologically impressive mm -hmm. uh horizon zero dawn i like bounced off of i really liked it in a lot of ways i liked the story a lot actually mm -hmm. the writing was surprisingly really good uh, and it was really beautiful to look at as well and the great the clothes are really good mm -hmm. um but when it came to actually playing it i was like this doesn't feel like a good toy in the same way that Zelda feels like a good toy. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting because their background was like kind of like a toy maker slash card maker, right? Yeah. And it's just really interesting to me how play, uh, how well toys capture this kind of ephemeral way of playing that a lot of video games kind of struggle to because I feel like a lot of times games give me plenty to do and it's like yeah but it's not inherently fun yeah and i feel like nintendo understands like you know you look at something as simple as like taking a ball and bouncing it and the thing that makes it like the physicality of it bouncing in a specific way is what makes that action yeah. fun and if you can like manage to like translate that to a video game say for example getting the art the arc of mario's jump exactly right yeah. is like not that different from like yeah. figuring out what makes a ball yeah, uh, bounce. bounce. Bouncing a ball against the yeah. wall and catching it. Or um, 
Did you ever play with when you were like really little? Those those toys that are basically just a bunch of wire in different shapes, and you push balls up and down them essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like that. Did that sort of like bring you? When I, when I was um, when I would come up against a bokoblin like compound where I could definitely see they were in the middle of a bunch of tall grass, and from like this vantage point, I could shoot a fire arrow onto those barrels and light them all on fire. That kind of brought me back to that, where it's just like. I'm setting something up and then I'm letting it go. And like mm-hmm. just the satisfaction you get of seeing it go all the way down mm-hmm. is entertaining in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a toy. Like it's it's not just a game or uh, something with a, like a win state or a lose state. It's a, it's a toy. It's a situation for you to play with. And there's mm-hmm. a bit of freedom in how you should or can play with it. But it is not out to punish you for doing it wrong. It's to reward you for exploring. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the point of toys. Um, and I guess, you know, with Labo, you're, well, what I'm concerned about is how hard are these going to be to construct? Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm probably not going to get one. <laughs> Even, I'm, like, intimidated by this thing. That and your cats are going to destroy it. But yeah, yeah. Well, I have a good excuse, but I'm just intimidated by my inability to actually build this thing. Whereas if you give me this extremely dense video game that'll take 12 hours, so I'll be like, yeah, yeah I'll, you are I'll playing down in Divinity like... 2 right now. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just not good at uh, I'm just never, like, an art kid or anything like that. So yeah. that's that's where I'm coming from. Once we get, once we get our, once it actually is out, let, remind me to email my friend who does after school stuff with kids and see how the kids are taking to it. Because I'm sure he is gonna get one. Um, oh, we should just give. We should buy a bunch of labo and then give them to a bunch of artists and be like, yes, make, make something make weird. Something. Yeah, I could actually make that happen for you. I'm gonna put that on. I'm gonna put that <laughs> on the back burner. I'm gonna like. Okay. I'm gonna see what I can do about that because that would be really fun. Um, so I think that's it for this week. So uh, thank you for listening, dear listener. Um, you can find us at um, kotaku.com. That's where our writing lives. <laughs> also uh, on Twitter, I'm xoxogasugita and Patricia is xpatricia H. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you should email us at favethis at kotaku.com or tweet at either of us with hashtag favethis. Um, we want to thank Levi Sharp, who is listening to us in the studio right now making sure we sound good uh also executive director of audio mandana mofiti and Stuart wood who does the music that plays during commercials and mellow mix who does our does our theme song thanks for listening again and see you next week